hello and welcome to the I Get Buckets podcast. We are back and as always, I am your host, Simon Harricks, and we are done with solo podcasting for the time being. It's my huge privilege and pleasure to have someone else to converse with today and I'd like to welcome a very special guest to our podcast. It is Dan the Man, a.k.a. Coach of Siakam on Dem Titties, a.k.a. The controversial name, nonetheless. <laughs> it is the one and only. It's Mr. Daniel Pratania. Pratania, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's it's nice to have someone else to, to speak to on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, I, I'm sure it'd be nice to, like, bounce off each other, uh, bounce off another person from time to time rather than just hearing your own voice. Yeah, as beautiful as your voice is, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. But 100, it's um, it's a bit weird just talking in the microphone um, by yourself for for an hour and a bit. So um, I'm really happy <laughs> to hear you, mate. Yeah. So um, can I just oh, really, really quick? I'm worried about the Raptors. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was hoping that maybe we'd have some time. So do you want to give me um, your quick rapid? Are the Raptors in, like, is it almost no playoffs? Are we talking or what are you feeling? For me, it's panic time. I'm looking at it going, we should, you know, trade the, everything. We should, um, you know, look at uh, basically tanking for the next draft, like fade for Cade. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, uh, we, we're dealing with the fact that there's um, a big, big absence uh, with Ibaka, Gasol and Kawhi leaving and nobody else coming back. And it's, it was to be expected. So at the end of the day, um, Siakam's not getting better. He's looking good. Our core's looking all right. Um, I just I just worry. It's hard to watch. And um, I think the biggest issue is the fact that they're playing away from home. Um you know, Tampa's not very close to, to Toronto uh, and it's not like they can just nip over the border and, you know, get back into the home setting and stuff like that. It would be a really, really big adjustment. So I think they're dealing with that. It's hard to remember that they're humans on the other side of the ball, you know what I mean? <laughs> 100%, man. I think yeah. maybe we're under, you know, something that the Tampa Bay relocation in terms of some of the impact on the players and, a lot of them obviously said how exhausted they were, you know, coming outside of the bubble and, you know, there's a lot of road travel anyway, but the fact that they're basically playing 100% road games at the moment in terms of the impact on, on their well-being, like and there's a lot of talk, obviously, home advantage means nothing with um, no crowds and everything and a lot of team records would, would say the same, but the, the fact that these players are basically on the road, um, I'm not sure how many, of the, you know, their families are with them, but... So it's a really weird situation, and I, I just imagine that must be bearing on them in some way. And they only, you know, relocated there shortly before we all started. Everything's moving so quickly. So um, uh, we've also had a hard schedule to start off as well. I know that um, one of the hardest, but yeah. Anyway, I, I could talk Raptors all day. We should probably move on into these players. <laughs> yeah, well, if Siakam could hit a end of um, game shot, it'd help as well. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> um, not his fault. I, I have a feeling maybe a couple of Raptors will come up, but I guess this week I really wanted to talk fantasy basketball because this is a interesting time to kind of sit down and survey what's going on 
after about 10 games. A lot of them play 10 to 12, I think, depending on postponements, which is another layer this year. But bang, this um, week was, I really wanted to kind of have a list of 10 fantasy players each that we were really interested in talking about. So we've kind of designed this going through our fantasy league and picking uh, one each from a lot of the teams. But we'll just kind of chop and change. And, and overall, it's it's 10 fantasy players that we are um, interested in talking about, whether they're uh, underachieving or overachieving, I think is probably either or. So it's going to be interesting to see if um, any of our lists cross over, I think. But um, I reckon we just get straight into it. Uh, Dan, do, yeah. you, do you want to throw out the first one, mate, for me? Yeah, well, I've, I've got to back up as well. But uh, the first person that I want to speak about is Nikola Jokic. Like I just, um, you know, he's one of those people who perennially has a really slow start, especially, um, you know, last season he, he led to a little bit of controversy in the in the league because he had the slow start and was undersold and then took off straight after the trade sort of went through, you know, you know what I mean? So, um, like, what I'm seeing this year is just him pedal to the metal from the get-go, which is really, really rare. Um, and, like, he looks fit. He looks uh, – he's keeping up with them and – yeah, it's it's been unbelievable. Even to watch his playmaking and stuff like that is just unreal. Yeah, I mean, he's he's averaging thirty seven um, point five in our um, league, which is clearly the best um, average out of every players. The the next one I think is um, Gianna Santantacumbo at thirty three point one. So he's averaging you know close to um, four, a little over four more fantasy points than any other player in the league. So far. Yeah, he's averaging a twenty-four point triple double. Like it's it's unreal. <laughs> it's it's unreal. absolutely insane. And I don't know about yeah. you, but um, it, it made me feel a little bit um, bad that he probably should have um, maybe been taken on draft night. I know we traded picks, and I was maybe I should have <laughs> taken him at um, four. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Uh, like I, I should have picked him as well. I got Carl Anthony Towns, and. Um, and then Jokic went straight after, I think. And yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns uh, will come good. It's, it's you know, he has, hasn't played a lot of basketball this season um, and he's averaging 31.8. So I'm not worried about him. Um, but, yeah, I think for all intents and purposes, Jokic, um, and we said for a little bit, I thought that was a, a real clear top three um, this year and – I think he's played his way, obviously, at the moment. He's the best player in the league right now, fantasy-wise. So um, he makes a huge difference for, for any team who's got him. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. And I know he's had the slow start, you know, previously. But, yeah, I don't think it's, it's slowing down anytime soon. So you don't think there's going to be a drop-off? Um, I don't think he can average 37.8 for the, for the season. But, um, you know... If he averages, you know, a touch above thirty, um, if not even better, I think I think it's just realistic watching the way they they use him and, and go through him. I think the shooting splits have to trend down. Like watching him today, he played the um, obviously the Nuggets played the Nets. Some of the some of the shots he was getting um, and making were, were were quite ridiculous. But um, the way he kind of you know uses himself in the block and the, the, obviously the passing and the rebounding, like it's all it's all there and. I think the steals and his defense has come together just the way he plays the passing lanes. And we know fantasy wise, like 
your player is going to get the um, the steal. You know, when you when you deflect passes and your your team recovers, yeah. a lot of the way they do the stats is is the guy who kind of initiates it. And I think um, it's been fantastic for him. He's averaging um, you know one point three steals a game, which is very handy. Yeah. <laughs> And who would have thought? Like honestly, because he starts out so chubby most times and everything like that. I just, I don't, I don't think I would have. Been, I, I expected him to, um, you know, chill out over the off season a little bit, have a few cheeseburgers, and um, come back and work his way into game shape. But he looks like he's just kept up his his form. You know, it's been That's, unreal. Yeah, I don't know how long he had back in Europe or if he stayed, but he's just his business this year. Um, I think the Devon Nuggets. We'll see what they I do. do he got married in the off season. Maybe that's you know, like um, Daddy Van Vliet. Maybe yeah. this is you know, married Jokic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hubby Jokic, ready to go. Hubby, I like it. Oh well, sounds good. I'm 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 interested to track him and see how he goes. But yeah, legally, yeah, he's um, hubby for hubby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right, I think you're up, man. All right, I'm up. Yeah, so the, the first one I had uh, on the list uh, from the team there um, that I was interested in talking about is Mr. RJ Barrett. Um, so he was an interesting one on draft night. Um, obviously, second-year player looking to really kind of um, fill some of the void in the Knicks in terms of fantasy and take a step this year. Um, I've been <laughs> very interested Um I mean, obviously, there's Coach Thibodeau. And if you know one thing about him is he's going to play his players. So, RJ Barrett's leading the league at the moment in minutes, um, a touch over 37 a game. Um, last, last five games, 35, 33, 44, 33, 44. Yeah. It's pretty full on. <laughs> it's insane. And I guess one of the, the things I love about, you know, fantasy is, is tracking the minutes because <laughs> – if you got minutes up, um, you know, usually that transfers into opportunity. Um, but <laughs> do you want to have a, a stab at what he's shooting from three this year? Uh, I would guess probably about 29%. It's, it's not bad, but, yeah, it's more doomsday than that. So he's shooting 18% from three. Um, well, I, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, it's, he's, he's shot nine um, from 50 over the season so far. And when we talked about him on draft night, the issue was his three-point shooting last year at 32%. Um, and the way he kind of can just like shoot you out of um, some of the games where he's playing so well. And I just find it interesting. Um, he's going to get the opportunity and, you know, he's averaging 16 points a game, which is not awful, but the only time he's gone over 20 um, points in his last 10 games are the games where he's got you know, 40 or over 40 minutes. Oh, his, his three last highest points scoring totals in his last 10 games, uh, the 19, 25, and 26. And he had minutes of 44, 44, and 42. Um, Far out. Yeah. Yeah. He's one no, of, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I didn't draft him is, uh, you know, his efficiency is a real issue. Um, especially when, like, for example, he's – putting up so many shots in a game. He's one of those people who, uh, especially for, you know, fantasy points leagues, he'll, uh, his score, like his points that he scores in the game will be less than his fantasy score without, you know, rebounds and assists and steals and everything added to it. 
Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it gets a little bit frustrating to look at that, I reckon. Yeah, I always kind of look at my team and that's an indication for me when they score um, less fantasy-wise than what they're scoring. It, it's usually frustrating because it means they're shot like shit or they're just not really contributing across the box score. Um, Spot on. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he, like he, he's taking enough um, shots. You know, I like that he's still shooting 4.3 threes a game. Um, I need to watch more of the Knicks to see what kind of looks they are. And I think the numbers are like interesting enough that it could trend really well. And that was just what we talked about at the, the start of the year. But um, the fact that he's shooting 18% from three, um, it's just that's yeah. like worst case scenario. <laughs> Is that one of those situations where he'll he'll come good, he can't stay that bad? Like if he's shooting it and shooting it at a regular clip, Surely he'll come around. Like I, I'm, I'm not on the RJ Barrett train. I've said this to you before, but surely there's some progression and some improvement coming. I think, I think it has to kind of trend upwards a little bit, but the, I think it's more towards the 32 percent he shot last year. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought he, he, I thought he was going to improve from that, and that was where the, the parts of his game needed to get better. Um, but he's got worse. Um, I, like, I feel like the Knicks as a whole, you know, they're playing better basketball and they should be spacing and he should be getting better looks. The The best thing about his game was watching him last year was be able to, to kind of go downhill and get to the rim. Um, but if, if you can't, yeah, I just think it'll get better. And the fact that he's playing heaps of minutes <laughs> is a nice sign fantasy-wise if he's not going to get exhausted. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just a fun one to look at him because he played so well on opening night and it was almost like, oh, wow, He's going to be good this year. And then he just can't hit the side of a, um, a barn door anymore. So, oh, yeah. I always get that one wrong. <laughs> he can't hit a barn door. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll go We'll go quickly, man. Let's go your number two. Um, okay. So, this one for me is Malcolm Brogdon. Cool. Um. Yeah, I think I think he's been absolutely fantastic. I know he's been huge for fantasy in both points leagues and category leagues, and so um, that's that's something to talk about. But it's just his efficiency. Um, uh, his shooting is like I think he's at fifty percent from three on the season at the moment, um, which absolutely blows my mind. Uh, not to mention that he's just I didn't. You know, with Oladipo coming back, with, you know, Warren taking lots of shots, I know he's injured, but uh, all that sort of stuff. You've got Sabonis, Turner to feed as well. Like, it just, it's crazy that he's getting the numbers that he's getting. And uh, I guess the big reason is that it's because he's been efficient as well. Um, But, yeah, it's been unreal. And he's been huge for the Indiana Pacers' success. And I think for me as well, uh, Pacers are just one of those teams to watch and and see what's happening. So I've got um, that new coach, Nate Bjorkren, and he's really changed the offense. And I think it's played into the uh, played well for all of the players on the team. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're looking good. They're they're all performing at you know a good level. And yeah, it's just been impressive to watch. Yeah, hundred percent. I just looked it up. He's shooting forty five percent from three. So yeah, that's amazing. Given I think. Joe Harris shot 42% last year and led the league. So um, it's it's amazing. And he's, he's he shot 32% last year um, and he's upped his attempts up to 6.83 attempts a game, which is 
dynamite fantasy production. Um, he's playing 37 minutes a game, which is is, is up there in um, IJ Barrett territory. Um, here we go. <laughs> he lead, he's 10th in the league for minutes per game. Um, yeah, so him and – That's him, crazy. Yeah, him and Sabonis are 9th and 10th. So they're really leaning on him. Uh, paces are good. Brogdon um, – Obviously exceeded all expectations last year, but I was with you, you know, Oladipo is back. Like I was a little bit curious on them. I think he's just, he's just every bit what we saw last year and better. Like um, I think the the question mark on, on him as like a, a fantasy, um, you know, lock guy um, is gone. He's just, he's just that good. So I'm with you. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he was getting drafted, you know, anywhere between 40 and 70. And I know that's a big uh, scope to sort of do, but I think anybody who who drafted him um, is getting a lot of value for their for their spent yeah uh, for, for what they spent on him. Hundred percent. He went he went sixty in our league, and um, I think I said in the, some of the reviews, it's just it wasn't like a sexy pick, um, but you know you're just getting amazing value from him. So I love that. Um, We'll move on to my number two now um, and one I'm going to find interesting, just getting a little bit of scope from, but I've got Blake Griffin down next. So um, I think I said in the reviews, he was a really hard one for people to kind of pigeonhole. You don't want to leave, you know, he'd go too much into some of the preseason talk, but there was a lot of, you know, muttering saying, you know, how good he is. Detroit changed a lot of his, you know, the roster, but he was going to be healthy and kind of fit in. And I think I said, you know, he went 80th in our league, but there was a real, you know, potential if he stayed fit that he was still kind of someone that they'd really lean on in fantasy. Um, But obviously (laughs) we'll speak about, I want to speak about Jeremy Grant later, but I mean, he's really come to play. Blake Griffin, I read something today that he hasn't had a dunk this year. Um, which is insane. Wow, that's his game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His, his game has kind of like changed a lot and it's just, it's it's not working as well. So he's averaging, you know, 16.2, which isn't doomsday stuff. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's, he's only making 4.6 field goals a game. The 5.7 rebounds is fine, but it just doesn't blow you away. I'm just, I'm a little bit worried about Blake. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, I think this is, you know, D-Day sort of come for him a little bit. Um, I don't know if, the, you know, he, the game has passed him or the injuries have caught up with him or what it is, but it's just it's it's not the same Blake that you, you used to see that would dominate the, um, you know, just dominate the court whenever he was on. Um, now he's just, yes, to be honest, I haven't, watched uh Detroit because uh, that much because of the fact that I don't see too much exciting going on except for Grant which you touched on earlier you know what I mean yeah oh yeah I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen a little bit of Detroit but one of them was uh Blake Griffin trying to hit a three to win the game against Boston and just Jason Tatum just like blocking him before he even got it past his shoulders and it was just I was like, okay, it's is that what Blake Griffin's going to be this year? I don't know. It just it just didn't look. That's what it is. It's, it's, he's a little slow. He's lost his explosiveness. He's just not. He's just not what you know. He basically built himself as a Blake Blake Griffin of old. 
Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And like, I, I haven't yeah. completely given up on him yet. I think, you know, coming into the season, my thought process was um, what I was worried about that he was like a real um, deadline trade guy. Yeah. If he played himself into this value that some, you know, contending team could really sell themselves on the potential of, you know, trading, not much really, because it's almost a salary dump for Detroit, but like buying into that, you know, he could help the team, but he's just, he hasn't really looked like he's, you know, going to be able to help a team win. He looks a bit like a liability. He's, you know, missed a couple of games through, you know, concussion, which isn't his fault, but um, I'm just a little bit worried about um, him and it hasn't started off well, not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. It's, um, it, it's sad. I mean, it's the father time catches up with everyone, but, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's it's definitely. I, I didn't. I went into the draft going. I'm, I just don't want to pick Griffin because I'll have higher hopes for what he can give back to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just hoping for the the old like Griffin to come back, and that's one of the reasons I've yeah I stayed away. Yeah, and I mean a fun NBA is is where Blake Griffin's doing fun things but yeah I think you're right I think it's just a little bit past and the whole Detroit thing I don't know where they're going it's just feel it feels a bit weird anyway um yeah yeah it's all good we'll go quickly on to your third hit me baby my third's a little bit of a tough one tough one because I'm tossing up whether to talk about Boucher or Bridges so that's uh Boucher from the Raptors or Bridges uh, as in Mikel Bridges from um Phoenix all right, so you go, uh, you go Mikel Bridges because I got Boucher down. Okay, all right. Well, Bridges it is. Um, well, I just heard the – I know it's not showing up as much in like points like how good he's been. Um, how, however, uh, for real-life basketball impact, I've just heard praises about, you know, his gameplay, his his, his uh, two-way playmaking and things like that. He, um, I think it was Zach Lowe that I was listening to the other day was like even rating him in the top five defenders in the league. And um, yeah, I, I just think, I think a lot of Phoenix Phoenix's success or oh, try saying that 10 times quickly, but a lot of the sun's success has um, really been on the back of Bridges performances. Yeah. He's been a really um, great waiver wire pick up in our league. A player that might have, you know, yeah. gone undrafted and, was was on my board, I guess, late as a, a flyer, but yeah, I think he's he's really kind of fit into to his role in terms of he does what he he knows he can do do, and then um I don't I, I don't know a little bit of coincidence going back to it again, but maybe it does help hold up a little bit. But he's thirteenth in the league in minutes played, so um, again, that's a real kind of fantasy tell that not only is the opportunity there, but you know, coach really trusts him to to fit in around you know your Devin Booker and your your Aiden um, and your CJ three. Yeah. Um, you know, he's only shooting it at ten times a game, but he's making five point two. So um, you know, fifty percent um, conversion rate is, is is special, especially if he's dialing up a few threes. But um, blocks at one point two, it's just. It's just nice, well-rounded stats. I mean, he's only he's rostered in eighty-five percent of leagues. I've got down here. Um, if he's if he's out there, <laughs> he, he he went in yeah. our first week. So, um, and so yeah. I'm kicking myself for not getting. So, that's a great pick. Yeah, I was, I was as well. Actually, I, I went into this year going, oh, you know, I'll just play it slow. Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to look with COVID and everything like that. 
And uh, I sort of wish I went a little bit harder from the outset and hit the wire and, and just tried getting those gems. Yeah. Um, but uh, actually, the person I want to speak to, to from my team is a little bit of a wave of wire gem. But yeah, I think Bridges is definitely one of those. Yeah, he's been great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we can move on to to Mr. Chris Boucher, aka Chris Boucher. Um, for me, not really. Yeah. Just a little side note while we're here. Um, after you, you know, we're talking about him and saying Boucher, Boucher, Boucher. Every time that I read his name now, I say Boucher, not Boucher in my head. So thanks for that. I got that out of it. And you can join me on the, the, the shame of getting his name wrong. But um, I, I just think, you know, obviously as a Raptors fan, um, I mean, it's not like he wasn't on my radar. I didn't know who he was um, despite getting his name wrong. But, um, you know, he was really back, you know, at the, the end of my, you know, big board because it was more of the upside was an X factor coming off the bench, you know, giving you, you know, high intensity minutes, you know, being flexible with some of the lineups, but it didn't really stick as someone that's going to, you know, be a big part of like the offense moving forward and, and, and give you um, much more than, you know, rebounds and blocks and stuff. But obviously I've missed the trick. So, um, you know, the no, Aaron- no, you didn't. That's the thing. You didn't because uh, like from the outside looking in, it was always Baines was going to be this, uh, the the starting center or the big body. We got in Len. Boucher was going to be that, you know, uh, coming off the bench and just, you know, chuck in a few threes, get a few blocks, that sort of thing. But he's uh, in the past, he wasn't, he wasn't trusted by um, Nick Nurse. And that's, uh, they've sort of been forced into a situation because Baines and Len have been horrible, 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 horrible. And I can't say that enough because I've been watching the games um, that they, they had to trust him and he's just come out and he's, he's always been a permanent monster, but he's just come out. He's gotten the opportunity and he, now he's, you know, really actually taking, um, taking it and, you know, giving it a red hot go, which has been great to see. Yeah, I mean, the, three he's one of those quiet producers. Like he just, you go, oh shit, he's on like, you know, he's made three threes uh, and got two blocks in a matter of five minutes and then he'll be quiet for a little bit. Then he'll go on another little rampage. Yeah, and what I noticed watching a little bit of him, the the offensive rebounding um, and for, for a guy, you know, he's quite skinny. Um, it's really, it's the wingspan, but he, he does a lot of his work under the rim and um it's just that that nice kind of um, <laughs> the, when the tip ins, you know, obviously two and a, a rebound. It's just kind of juicy stats and now scoring. Um, obviously, going over twenty points twice in the last three games. Um, it's just it's, it's it's looking like another um, real steal because I mean he went eighty second in our draft, which at the time was was early early. Um, for all the things you said, Aaron Baines has been a zero. Um, already dropped, and he's averaging 21.8 Boucher in our league, which is, you know, a top 50 drafted player for sure always. So yeah. um, we'll see how that goes. You reckon um, this is a sustainable thing for him moving forward? Uh, I think it's actually going to get better as it goes forward in terms of the minutes. Um, you know, he's, he's got a season average of around about 22, and that takes into account the games where he was playing behind Lennon Baines. And I think it goes up from here on out. 
Yeah. Honestly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> unless we make it unless we make a trade um for a center or uh sign someone off of free agency or something like that. Um yeah, I, I think he's got a, a locked in position moving forward. Yeah, cool. Even more than Powell, which is quite quite surprising to me. Yeah, and I was very I was very high on Powell um coming yeah. out of our draft, so I think it's we, we, with the Raptors we've seen in the past, whether it was Van Vliet or, or Siakam, they've had like one guy kind of pop each year. Um, and, and Boucher seems to be the guy this year. But that's cool. We'll, we'll move on. Um, did you want to give me your, your fourth next? Uh, you, go, you go take this one. You take the fourth one and I'll, I'll go after you. All right, done. So we'll go from uh, you talking about a Raptor and uh, I want to talk about Annette because – I've got Jared Allen down here to, to speak about. So um, I've been very fascinated coming out of the, the draft reviews. Um, some of the concern was on the, the minute sharing with DeAndre Jordan. And obviously Jordan um, opened, I think it was about the first five games of the season. Um, but it, it didn't take as long as I thought for for Allen to, to take back his, his starting role. And even when he was coming off the bench, he was kind of splitting minutes. Um, and even playing more minutes than, than DeAndre. But it's more um, the fact of kind of rolled with him late and rolled with him um, with like their best five. And he's in a contract year. I'm not sure how far they were apart in terms of money and extending him. And I had a lot of concerns with him at the end of last year with him finishing around the rim and some of his rebounding. But he's been by far the most impressive net outside of obviously our stars and Levert's had huge glimpses, but I've just been super impressed with Alan and his numbers kind of stack it up <laughs> from fantasy. He's averaging 23.8 in our league. Um, the past, you know, week he's averaged, you know, 15.11 rebounds um, and what stat line with a couple of oh, 1.3 blocks. Um, I'm just super impressed with him. He's, he's gobbling everything up and he's got stronger, I think. So, um, that was concerns for me moving in and, and now I'm, I'm really green light moving forward for the rest of the year that he's on the path that he was two years ago and he's only 22 and I think he's going to get paid at the end of the year. Yeah, well, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. He's been one of the – I find him one of those players uh, and I don't know if it's a bit of bias in there and stuff, but his progression has been pretty, pretty linear as in the fact that if there isn't something that – um, you know, is blocking his path to minutes or like a DeAndre Jordan sort of thing. He's improved his game and his production and things like that year in, year out. He's just one of those uh, solid guys. It doesn't necessarily feel like a breakout season, but it definitely feels like this is why you draft Jared Allen. Yeah, 100%. I believe yeah. in everything. I think you're spot on. I think yeah. last year almost you, you, you draft Jared Allen with this expectation and, and then DeAndre Jordan thing um, kind of blunted his his progression a little bit um, just because of the fact that you can't play both of them together and DeAndre Jordan, you know, needed to, to be played a certain amount of minutes and that was, you know, the concern like this year and why he, he felt it's the 78th in our, our league. Um, but, yeah, he's playing like a, you know, a top 20 big man for sure, like easily. I just think um, he's, he's he's a steal right now, and I I think his his minutes you know should project. Um, I mean he's at twenty five for the season, but the last three games thirty six, thirty three, thirty. 
Um, and I think they just found out that our, our best winning five is when he's on court, and it, it should have been that for for the whole time, starting from day dot. So, um, mm. yeah. Uh, well, I don't really like him this season because when I was playing, uh, when I was in a matchup against him, he got his 19.18 rebound, you know, three blocks, two steals or whatever it was. Like, I think it's the other way around. But anyway, that yeah. when he, yeah, I, I wasn't very happy that day. But uh, as a fantasy player to have on your team, damn bloody fantastic, I reckon. Yeah. And I mean, today he only had six points and five rebounds. And, you know, he'll have games like that. But um, yeah, I just think. He, He's, he's, he's going to get the opportunity and, and the concerns about some of the things going into the season um, are, are maybe fine. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, you hit me next, man. Um, I think I, I want to choose this guy mainly for um, – I just want to talk about him, man. Andre Drummond. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me, it, it's, been a, it's been a little bit weird to see that um, his field goal percentage just had a little bit of a dip this year. Um, not to mention as well, like, uh, I don't know if he's helping or hindering the Cavs at the moment. Um, some of the decisions, like I, I sent uh, that one where he seemed like he was frozen in the middle of yeah. uh, the, just at the free throw line for a minute. And then he did that weird layup and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but he's just, he hasn't had that, that impact in game that he, you know, that he has in previous seasons, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess fantasy-wise, he's averaging 28.1. Um, and I think... 50- yeah, well, yeah, you can't argue about his fantasy production. Yeah, I mean, it's I, weird. I'd be interested to see because, again, Cavs fans, um, like I haven't watched Cleveland games, but, you know, we've got someone in the league who's a big Cavs fan. He's been very, very um, upbeat about Drummond and what he's doing and... I guess the concern was, you know, with Kevin Love and Drummond and Larry Nance and JaVale McGee, like, you know, what's the go? But his, his fantasy value was always tied to, to kind of rebounding and he's 15.1 rebounds this year, um, which is, you know, very, very healthy. So, um, yeah, I just it's this weird thing because it's one of those, you know, players where, you know, you look at someone who's averaging 18 points and 15 rebounds, you know, that's a an A-grade elite talent in the NBA, but you look at the contract and it was, it was something that Pistons basically had to give things to get away from. It's just a weird, um, you know, scenario where your fantasy doesn't, you know, speak everything maybe, but I mean, the Cavs have, have been all right to start and he's playing well. So yeah, it's, it was interesting. For me, I think, I think I'm speaking more from a real life aspect, but it's been a little bit, um, I think it's weird seeing a traditional center but trying to be a playmaker at times like um like Drummond is. He's it's been, yeah, it's been a little bit um weird. Yeah. But again, like we were talking about fantasy production wise, you can't complain. Oh yeah, and I, you get the eye test doesn't do it for you, but then sometimes you look yeah. at him and you're like, Oh wow, you had sixteen rebounds really. <laughs> um, yeah, like there's, there's a few players in the league that are like that actually for um for me, but yeah, that he's one of them this season that I'll, it's just not matching up. It, it, regardless, I still love him. I'd love him on my team. Um, and yeah, and he, he's he's someone that I always t- target in the first couple of rounds as well. So, and I don't think that'll change going uh, going forward in the season either. Yeah, I think we've kind of seen that with Drummond's um, 
this is what what you get. <laughs> I've, yeah, yeah. I've, I've drafted him. Other people drafted him, concerned that he he's going to slip. And um, fantasy wise, as long as he's playing, um, he seems he seems locked in. So yeah, interesting on a track, but I think you think you'd be pretty safe. Um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll rapid fire um, as we go on. But the next one for me, I had down. And I spoke to it a little bit earlier. It's Jeremy Grant. So. Um, I was very upbeat about um, my top five um, free agency acquisitions where I spoke about Jeremy Grant as my second favourite. Um, I was quite upbeat, I think, in the mock draft, um, even though, you know, he went earlier than I thought, but I still kind of liked the pick. But even I couldn't have expected the way he's came out and playing it. He's been absolutely fantastic. Um in our, you know, in fantasy leagues as well as in real life as, as being that number one option for the Pistons. You know, he wanted to do that and he's, he's shown that he's he's more than capable at the moment, at least in this short sample space, averaging 36.7 minutes a game, 25.1 points with 6.2 rebounds. Um, and that equals all the way up to 25 um, fantasy points per game. So he's been absolutely he's fantastic. An, he's an interesting one, I reckon, Simon, because like I look at him and I go, is he most improved or is he just making the most of all of his minutes now that he's got a real opportunity? Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. It's a really interesting point because I was just listening to to someone talk about Brandon Ingram last year and why he deserved it over uh, Devontae Graham. And they said, well, this is why, because Devontae Graham has struggled a little bit and last year it was purely a someone has to get buckets on a bad team and he was the one to do it. So um, I think that, yeah, I'm not sure. I think this is a little bit more rule just because the, you know, the shooting splits and some of um, I guess what we thought the, the aggression um, and what, what he had at Denver could kind of translate a little bit, but I didn't think he'd be, you know, this dynamic and, and, and this, um, you know, capable of taking over an offense a little bit. Um, but I do, I do think, there is a, a big part of, of what you're saying. But, I mean, that's why he probably got drafted as high as he did in our league. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly right. Yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah, we'll go next if that's all right. We'll keep kicking on. Have you got yeah, yeah. Um, number five? I, think so, I was going to originally say Gordon Hayward, but it's very similar sort of situation to Jeremy Grant, except the fact that I feel like Gordon Hayward got paid way more than what he was worth at the start of the season, but now he's sort of living up to that contract, which is pretty good. Yeah. And then the other thing really quick is that uh, Rashawn Holmes seems to have won the centre battle with Hassan Whiteside at Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then that's uh, like Iron Holmes in another league and uh, he's just he's just a joy to have on your team. Absolute joy. Yeah, I think... It's a really good point, and this is going to lead me into my next player because that was the concern with with Rashawn Holmes and Whiteside. Obviously, Whiteside was so amazing last year, but the the downside and what I kind of alluded to was there's this real world scenario where he's played out of the rotation and doesn't get minutes, and we saw that yeah. you know, quite early in the season. And the big benefit is Rashawn Holmes. I think he fits into their lineups so much better. Um, you know, the energy, the touch around the rim, you know, there's there's a lot of bad stuff with Whiteside. As you say, you know, um, big stats, empty stats kind of guys. Um, and Rashawn Holmes isn't that, I think. And um, No, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Coach, Coach Luke Walton has 
has given him the tick. And I guess my other concern with with Shoshana Holmes at the start of the year leads me into my next person I want to talk about, and that was Marvin Bagley, the third. So um, I was, you know, I, I just I still think a little bit Marvin Bagley projects more of a center rather than a power forward. Um, I just I look at him; he's, he hasn't started as well as. Um, I know the Kings himself and a, a lot of people would hurt a bit or thought, you know, there's frustrations there about his role and, and what he's doing. He's playing, you know, 25 minutes a game, um, only 12. I mean, 12 points and eight rebounds isn't awful, but it's the way it's kind of coming together for a 14-point fantasy average. Um, it's just the potential is has been staring us in the face that, you know, he, he, he finished his stuff and – Injury has been the the main block for him, but there's no injuries anymore. The main block is he's just not playing as well as he kind of needs to. And Harrison Barnes has been absolutely fantastic. Um, They do play him at the three, but, you know, in their best five, he's a four with Holmes and and Bagley's just kind of a little bit out at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Bagley also, especially when it comes to fantasy, he has he's been perennially sort of picked as somebody who can potentially break out. He's got all the tools; he can do it. He can come. Uh, he can bring it all together. But he hasn't done that yet. I I wouldn't be surprised if in a season or two's time he just comes out and uh, you know explodes onto the scene a little bit. But he's just. I guess he's a little bit too raw uh, and, yeah, he just needs to polish up his game a little bit before he becomes like a real fantasy asset, I think. Yeah, 100%. But he's going to be a really fun one to track. But I think the Kings are a little bit uh, frisky this year and um, I think Harrison Barnes and both um, homes are are locked in. Um, So we'll see how it trends. Uh, Hit me with your next one, mate. Uh, my one's a, a quick one, and I, I just uh, I know that Donovan Mitchell has had some ups and downs over the course of this season, but I'm just looking at him now, and he's he seems to be pumping out relatively good scores. It's just one of those times where, like for example, I'm looking at a, a game where, and again, um, according to our scoring, he had 18 points in game and 8.5 in terms of fantasy points. And then again, a 28 point game and 21.5 fantasy points. And uh, I don't know. Do you think he's ever going to get that efficiency about him? It's, it's a really good question. And I know at the, the mock draft, I spoke about both Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray in similar ways based on they've had these two seasons where you know, as you said, they, they seem like the best player. They seem like they're projecting really, you know, upwards in terms of their points and their shooting, but the consistency just hasn't been there. And then in that, that playoff series, you know, we both saw them just, you know, go off and I kind of had them similar projected, you know, in the mock moving forward that this was a, a year to, to show us, you know, the playoff form was real. But I think both of them have, have shown again that, like more of the regular season that it's hard to really trust and rely on them from, from, from game to game. And I, I still think we've seen the, the next step from Mitchell is there, um, but it, it needs to come consistently. And I had him down as well, um, you know, to, to talk about. So it was good to you had him because yeah, I'm the same. I, I, I watch him and then you, you see all the stuff there, but then you see the 18 point average and you're like, Oh, I'm, you know, if you, if you take him in the fourth round, 
which he did in our league. You want him to be better. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. But I think he, it, it's one of those uh, players who, just because of their name, they're going to be drafted highly most years. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And we'll go next. And I want to talk about um, some players that you own in the league. So it'd be good to get your your thoughts. But I had down here Mr. Christian Wood. Um, hey, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, absolute revelation this year. Um, it's been fun. I've been watching Houston a little bit because they've been very interesting for me with Hard and Wall, Cousins, and, and how everything's um, going to shake out. But I guess the, the biggest interesting thing was, you know, Christian Wood, and, and not like I think I'm shocked because we saw him do it for for um, the Detroit Pistons last year, but it was such a small sample size. It was it was, it was was hard to, you know, really, really trust it. But um, I think watching the games, the pick and roll game with um, James Harden, the way that he can stretch out, um, you know, to hit a three, the man's averaging 27.2 in fantasy yeah. um, this league, this year so far. Um and if you give me a step. He's quickly turned into one of those players. If he gets less than 20 points, I'm sort of like, oh. And I know I shouldn't be disappointed, but it's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. <laughs> it's starting to be disappointed. Like, I've, I've seen a couple of games and he's been just like, he's so good. So it's he looks so good on the court as well. Yeah, he looks great. You're right. He's about, you know, 25th, I think it is, in terms of average best for um, our league. Um which is which is which is awesome, especially um, given you know he was taken at forty fourth, um, and you know that twenty fifth best kind of undersells him because we've got a lot of players overachieving at the moment. So if that if it keeps it up, you know that twenty seven trends trends really well, and I think there's every reason to see it, it will stay even if James Harden gets traded. So um, I like it. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's um, one of the reasons why I drafted him actually is because I didn't see. Um, I know Demarcus Cousins was there, but his injury uh, history over the past couple seasons made me think that they're going to really slow play it, and that's been coming true. So it's it's and it, yeah, it's been really good to see him on the court and and the way he he moves with the play. So uh, he's so engaged. It's really good to watch. It's it's funny that he you know this is another guy who's in uh, discussions for most improved at this very very early stage of the season, um, but and you you can make the clear argument that Jeremy Grant's probably the better player right now. Um, I don't know I don't know what's bringing his game to to the form more so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, people taking notice of Wood a little bit more. In yeah, a way, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think opportunity is 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 definitely something, but I think they've really kind of built a system that kind of works in Houston for him. Um, obviously, the fact that you can pop out, you know, and take three. They've got a different coach in, in Stephen Silas, but I think a lot of the you know the pieces are obviously similar, and he kind of fits seamlessly in a, a bigger, more flexible. Um, an athletic kind of upgrade to what you wanted to do with, you know, PJ Tucker playing the middle when they shipped out Capella. Just, I just think yeah. it's, a, it's a great fit and maybe um, we, we probably should have been selling that fit a little bit more on draft night. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, cool. We'll, we'll quickly move on. We've probably got about 10 minutes, so let's bang this out. Um, All right, so my, my one from my team that I wanted to speak to really quick was uh, prob- might be one of the waiver wire pickups of the year. 
not 100% sure, but Calvin Johnson. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Let's talk. He's he's just been rock for my team um, personally, uh, but also as well just watching him in games. He looks great on the floor for the Spurs. He's, um, again, really engaged. He's uh, getting very involved in the defense, which is um, always good to see. He reminds me of like, he doesn't remind me of Kawhi, but it, it gives me flashbacks to Kawhi and his breakout in a, in a sense that, you know, two-way wing um, that's getting it done for the Spurs. Yeah. Um, he's, he, yeah, it's just been really good and uh, surprisingly got a lot of love for him. Yeah, I love it. I think it'll be a good one to watch on, on how he's rolled. But he's been, he's been very interesting uh, to watch him play and, and kind of fit seamlessly and, and, and do such a nice job uh, fantasy-wise. So, it's a good one. Um, all right. Who have you got next, May? Let's go. Uh, well, this one, because it's your team, I, I didn't know who to speak to, uh, speak about the most and whether I should, like, you got a fair few podcasts where you got to uh, criticize our teams. Maybe I should criticize a few of yours. <laughs> um, bring it on, mate. There's there's a few there that um, even I want to criticize. So I'm, I'm interested to uh, line up someone and, and really dig in. I, I don't want to criticize it though because I was critical. Uh, here we go. I'll give you the player. It's Lamelo Ball. All right. And cool. I, I was looking at him going seventy fifth. Simon, what are you doing, man? You could probably get him around the hundred mark. No worries. And um, yeah, he he's he's touted to be relatively good. Probably best guy in the rookie class and all that sort of stuff. But he's got no shot. Um, he's going to be a raw talent. He's got Devontae Graham and Rozier as uh, competition to minutes. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty early on, he's, he's doing well, proving me wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said on the, one of the other podcasts, so I won't, I won't give the rant again, but I'm very high in him. Um, I would say that I was worried after one game when he, he laid an egg and got me a minus one, but... Um, is that his first game where he, he went yeah. zero from the floor, zero of nine from the floor? Yeah, his first game he, yeah. he laid an egg. But I think we've shown like the, sh- the shooting problems aren't going away. But um, he's just he's just so dynamic. The rebounding um, is is real, and you know the way he kind of flies in Russell Westbrook uh, style, you know, and then kick, kick re- just kicks start the the fast break. I think the tangibles of him filling the box score is just. Um, fantastic. And, you know, we saw two games in a row where he got a triple-double and then one assist off a triple-double. Um, and then his last game, you know, he scored 24 in fantasy um, where he shot like shit. <laughs> he would he got 14 <laughs> rebounds and seven assists or something like that. It would have been a big score. So the shooting's going to hold him down. Um, but, yeah, I, I, was def- I was worried, but I'm, I'm, I think that's one of my better picks so far because Devontae Graham's playing 15th, minutes, highest in minutes per game, and that's just a mistake. Coach needs to start um, ball, get Devontae Graham on the bench. It's 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 all trains for ball moving forward, I reckon. I just – I think the pathway for him to be rookie of the year, you know, is right there, and, and I'm just all about it. So um, you could have you criticised <laughs> – I've got a lot of bad picks. <laughs> that was that one I don't think no, was no. nice. But. I, I, I want to – I wanted to go with something that I was initially critical of and then that's sort of starting to prove me wrong. So, yeah, like, well done. Well done. No, no. <laughs> it's, <not laughs> I, I, it's nice to have one thing go right because, yeah, I, I was 
I was pretty cool and maybe, um, I guess, second-guessing all, all the stuff that I thought might translate. And I think, I mean, a small sample size and obviously we're high on him because the last three games have, have looked so good. But um, we'll see We'll see how it goes. Um, I think the next one for me on my team was James Harden. <laughs> so yeah. I was worried at the start, but I went with him. I'm still worried. Um, when he dropped had his first game and he scored, I think, 52 in fantasy, I'm like, all right, here we go. That's what I picked him for. But he looks fat. It doesn't help that he played the Lakers the past two games because they've been embarrassed. But he wants it out. He doesn't see, seem engaged. He's shooting like shit. I'm, I'm starting to get concerned. And, and that's all I want to talk about, James Harden. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, he did come out uh, in a press conference today as well, uh, post-game, and had a little bit of a crack at uh, Houston saying that they're not good. Uh, that he's basically, you know, done his dash there. Um, I, I could get the – do you want me to quickly get that up for you? Or, I, think, I think I've no. seen it and I don't think we'll have time. But, um, yeah, okay. it's not yeah. looking good. I don't, <laughs> I'm worried. Not at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think we've got – your next one, mate? Yeah, we should have two players left each. So, did you want to hit me so with okay, that? Have you got one for You me? go for it, mate. Yeah. You go for it, mate. All right. Okay. So I've got um, CJ McCollum next. So um, I've always been in love with, with CJ McCollum's game, but he's always kind of taken the backseat a little bit to Damian Lillard. And I think um, he's always been drafted uh, accordingly, um, you know, on the back end. But I think this year we've, you know, seen that he's no longer just a second field. He's averaging 28.1 in our fantasy um, league. He's shooting very close to, to 50% um, from the field um, and then just chipping in, you know, four rebounds, five assists. 1.6 steals a game is juicy. I just wanted to quickly shout out CJ McCollum. Yeah, he's, he's probably going to come down a little bit. He's always been one of those guys who goes up and down a little bit streaky, but um, yeah, what he's doing at the moment is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, he's on fire. And, and he, he's well outperforming where most people would have drafted him. Yeah, 100%. So I think yeah. he went um, yeah. 69th. In so yeah. yeah, 69th. Um, and he was usually, uh, I, I think when I was doing um, some of the pre-draft, getting everything organised, um, he was falling in mock drafts around about, you know, anywhere between 50 and 70. So it was pretty crazy to see that he's, you know, basically a top 10 in the league this year. Yeah. It's cool. All right. Yeah. Um, give us, give us your next two quickly. Um, my next one was Kevin Durant. Um, I just, it's, it's absolutely fantastic to see that he's come back. Um, he's likely playing a back to back tomorrow, I think as well. Um, is that correct? Do you know? Yeah, he's to play, which was the concern at the start of the year, how many back to backs he missed, but Looks like he'll play, which is great. I think he's just going to be a huge steal for a lot of people in drafts um, across all fantasy formats, to be honest. And that's just a, that just quick hit up on that one. I think he's been amazing. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, some part yeah. of it was like maybe I should have taken him over Harden. Um, there was concerns about him coming back, but I think in average he's about sixth in our league um, and he's been fantastic. So, yeah, that's great. All right, we're down to number 10. So give us your last, buddy. Okay, um, this is a little bit of a fun pick for me, this one. Uh, I want to choose Stephen Adams. Um, right. For 
he hasn't been, you know, absolutely blow, knock your socks off fantastic or anything like that, but he did get a triple-double a couple of days ago against OKC. Um, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, and I just I, I thought that was amazing. First career triple-double as well, which is really good to see. Yeah, I think he's been impressive so far. I think I watched the first game and he was good from then and I think he's been great. I think there's concerns about the way Pelicans play and his 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 role next to Zion, but kudos, you know, where is is due, you know, the way he's been playing and proved that he's he's still a, a rock solid fantasy one, so that's good. Yeah, he's he's fit in very well, very very well for a lot of they're a big team. Um but he's fit in yeah beautifully. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah. I like that, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was your last one? My last one, um, I guess probably probably not a, a real interesting player to, to end on, but I had DeAndre Hunter down as as my last one for, for the team because I've watched a bit of Atlanta Hawks this year just to kind of see how everything's kind of fitting and it's been hard because, you know, now Bogdan is, is that. Um, Gallinari really hasn't really get on the park, so... Um, it's hard to see the picture, but I just I'm 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 all the way in on DeAndre Hunter. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I've been so impressed by the way he's um, both shot the ball and kind of got to the rim and, and shown us that he's you know he came in more of you know like a guy that can defend and, and do the intangibles. But I think he's a real legit scoring option in the NBA. I've been really super super impressed by him, and I, I think it, it trends the right way. You know, when everyone comes back, I think he's you know the third. Um, you know, guy after to Collins and Trey Young there, and um, depending on decisions on Collins, I think he might be the second guy. Like, and I wouldn't have said that uh, a month ago on draft day. So, I, I just think he's really, really good. I might have to take back a comment that I said earlier about my pick of Kelton Johnson because he was taken off the wire as well, Hunter. He wasn't drafted. Yeah, um, and he's one of those guys who doesn't rely on you know just um, his scoring in that game to. Um, you know, impact you fantasy wise, which is really, really good to see. Um, and yeah, he seems to have, it reminds me of one of those players who you don't expect much from, but then they demand that a role is cut out for them because of the way that they're playing and the impact that they're having on the court and stuff. And yeah, Hunter's looking great. Yeah. It's really good. And that kind of, is a nice way to to finish up our, our top ten each. Um, I apologise because I need a run because we're playing basketball tonight, and even though I'm um, still out with with an ACL from last year, I'm really I'm the one that needs to apologise, mate. I'm the one that needs to apologise. If it wasn't for my technological issues at the start, um, we would have been on this way long, uh, way earlier, and could probably had a little bit longer. So yeah, apologise for that one. That's all right, mate. All it means is you're going to have to um, help me out again sometime soon to pay you back. And if you do that, then always forgive him, my friend. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll bench a player or two in our matchup and <laughs> <laughs> make it a bit, a bit of a fairer playing field. How about that one? Perfect. You, you still might do me and then you'll have even more bragging rights, but um, I'm not going to say no to that, bro, but... It was an absolute pleasure having you on and thank you so much. And we'll have to talk ball again very soon. So thanks, bro. Cheers, man. Thank you. See ya. Thanks, bro. And thanks, everyone. (laughs) And we'll, we'll catch you next time. Cheers.